We are rocking here at Real Tales from the Bar Side. This is the podcast where we talk about the shit that goes on in the bar, in the restaurant, with people who own the bar, own the restaurant, run the bar, run the food, do everything and see everything. Don't ever do something or say something that you don't want seen, especially in New York at the bar, because we're watching and talking about it here on Real Tales from the Bar Side. All right, folks, we've got a badass episode going in today. It's Sirius Radio's own Justin Termini, and shit gets graphic. It's wild. It's crazy. There's a lot of sexual nonsense. There's a lot of uh, bodily fluid ridiculousness. So just consider yourself warned. That's it. I want people to know what they're getting into, and now you know. Now go listen and have fun. Real Tales from the Bar Side. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Real Tales from the Bar Side. I am your host, Matt Flynn, and we've got a great episode for you today. They're all great, but this one, special to my heart for reasons other than the norm. We're, uh, we're going to start off with a new segment that's just called The Weekly Rant. And by the way, it's more of a bi-weekly rant because right now our producers are fucking rock stars, and they got new gigs just moving and shaking with crazy awesome successful shit going on in the regular... Uh, Real world, the non-podcasting real world of their lives. So um, we're doing the bi-weekly release until I gain some level of technical proficiency that would allow me to lend a hand beyond that of just talking into a fucking microphone. So big shout out to the producers. They're the best. I love them to pieces. Yes, round of applause for yourselves, gentlemen. And uh, congrats to you. But new segment, the bi-weekly rant. This week's rant. Do not... Fucking tell your bartender to put on the goddamn Mets game in April during the NBA and NHL playoffs. Don't do it. If you see hockey, if you see basketball, and it's April, don't ask for the Mets. Don't ask for the Yankees. It's not a sports bar. It's just a couple TVs. You got people watching sports that matter. Folks, if you're not sports fans, the regular season is just to fucking decide who gets to the playoffs. The playoffs are when sports actually begin. So... When you've got fans that are actually watching basketball and hockey and they're all excited and they've waited all year for this shit, no one cares about game three of 162 of the regular season for fucking baseball in April. So, don't give your bartenders a hard time. Don't sigh and roll your eyes. Don't start shit. Yes, you Upper East Siders with your entitled nonsense. We're looking at you. Be good. Be kind. Be understanding. And with that... We're going to segue right into today's guest, who happens to be the voice of the NBA for Sirius Radio, Justin Termini. Welcome to Real Tales from the Bar Side. Matthew, it's a pleasure to be here, and I have to say that I disagree with your take on the regular season not mattering. I mean, I need to sell people on the regular season mattering. I talk NBA in in August, so I've got to make it sound like the NBA matters in August and September and then into the regular season. So I highly disagree. If I show up at your bar and I want a regular season NBA game on, it better be put on. Well, for you, it will be, but I think this is just going to be one of many disagreements throughout the time we have together here today on the show. It's, uh, <clears throat> the regular season's horseshit. I love it. I'll watch it. But when playoffs are on and people are wearing their fucking $200 jerseys they purchased at the bar to come out with friends to watch things that really matter, I don't want to watch a regular season game. Now, for me personally, NBA, obviously, I try to keep 
my own preferences out of it. I really can't. I do a shit job. I love the NBA. Yeah, you try and you try and keep your preferences out of it. I notice you are wearing a Boston Celtics <laughs> jersey, so you're not doing a very good job of keeping your preference out of it. Today. No, no, and it's a, a a beautiful Kelly Green. Very, oh, very. It's yeah. nice. It's it is beautiful. It's Marshall's get man. Ten it's a bucks. Nice purchase. You but, got it yourself, or did a young lady get no, it? No, no. This was a, oh. a purchase of of uh, you know I made on my own. A trip nice. back to Marshfield. You're, you're doing very I'm good well to at myself. the bar. You're I'm, doing I'm very well. I do all right. Like I do yeah. okay. And this is uh, this is the name of the game. Your game is basketball. It is. What's the deal? My game is bartending. This is what I I do on weekends to keep myself afloat. You busted your fucking ass, and let's go back to the beginning, yeah. the roots for you back at Emerson College, to get to where you're at today, so that you don't have to do what I'm doing. And you can be on the other side sipping you down East Ciders. Of course. And not necessarily. Matthew, uh, another cider, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you got to ease up, man. This voice is going to be difficult. It, well, you're so you relaxed, an, and I'm, I'm tense. There's an arousing resonance to yeah. your voice that's going to be difficult for me throughout so the So now sound. you're telling me how to how to speak into a mic. I do it for a living, <laughs> and I'm being told by I'm telling no, you, a very good, good bartender. You're too good. Yeah. Oh, man, now we're already slinging the fucking, I'm just a bartender. No, no, very good. No, very you're good. right. No, put yeah. me in my place, you bastard. But you're telling me how to speak into a mic. I find, it's like me walking into your bar and saying, Matthew, that is not how you pour a cider. Well, that'll be next week's rant. Thank you. Thank you for just feeding me material when people tell me how to do my fucking job. So, Emerson. You're at Emerson College. Did you always know you wanted to get into radio? Oh, I, yeah, right from the start. Once I realized that I, I couldn't do the actual playing on the field, which came at an early age, went right into broadcasting. So I did that, uh, I did that uh, I'd say, at the beginning of high school. And fathered my fa- father's footsteps. He actually went to Emerson College, uh, and then I decided to, uh, to go there as well. But the, the, here's my advice for anybody looking to get into the field that I'm in. Uh, skip over the college process. My first job at Sirius XM, where I still reside today, uh, I was not even asked for a resume. They didn't even know that I went to school. It's all about talent. So hone your craft, try and get into the industry as as soon as possible. Mm. And all I do is talk sports. You think I needed to go to Emerson and spend $35,000 a year on an education? I mean, upwards of $150,000 to get into this field? No. So it was a waste of money. The the experience was good, uh, a lot of life lessons, but sure. as far as the education, the classes were useless. Yeah, I'm kind of back and forth on that myself because I do think that the college offers a ton of experience in life for a lot of people, especially that transition out of high school where a lot of people didn't have the freedom that I necessarily took. I probably I probably never would have had sexual intercourse if it weren't for college. If you so, think no, about so it. You, hold on, let's back yeah. up a little bit. So you've had sexual intercourse. Multiple times now. Really? Yeah, yes. But without without the college experience, that may never come. Okay. Because it just puts you in situations where, you know, if I started my career early on, if I started right out of high, high school, 18, 19 years of age, uh, I'm not going to be put in situations where there's inebriated females all over the place. Uh, right. And that obviously makes it a little bit easier to participate. High in. school and college, I think yeah. both genders need to be a little liquor lubed to get confident and comfortable. Well, I wasn't really even starting to... Uh, experiment with alcohol beverages until my college days. I mean, I was very sheltered, very sheltered as a young man in high school. I went to an all-boys school. It was a a Catholic school, so there wasn't much interaction with the opposite sex. Damn. All right, so what was your first go-round with a girl you picked up at a bar? We won't go necessarily into your first foray into sexual experiences in general. No, that was was earlier on. But uh, as far as, like, uh, geez... In, so in college, get it, picking up a girl at a bar and then taking her home. 
Um, I always find it like, like we have a mutual friend, Ryan Shibley. Shibley. Yeah, Shibley. I'm not sure if the audience is familiar with Shibley, but just to paint the picture, uh, you know, very good looking guy. Uh, a handsome man. Yeah, very handsome man. Uh, a little bit easier for him to pick up a female without a personality. He doesn't really need to display a personality in order to pick up a female. Well, I have to do it with my personality because <laughs> I'm not as good looking. I'm not in the physical shape that, that Shibley is in. But I always found it very difficult. And I'd go out with him a lot. And I found it very difficult to pick up females in his presence because the girl is drawn to him. So then what I would do is I'd go out with somebody who's maybe not as physically gifted uh, and the women weren't as interested in him. Uh, and it was very easy. Like we have a, another mutual friend, Tom Murphy. If I'm hanging out with Tom Murphy, it's very easy for me to get the female because the girl says, I look better sitting next to him. You know, it's like I have two options here. It makes me look a little bit better. You're a good looking guy. So I'm sure if I went out with you and, and participated in the social activity, the girl would be drawn to you, not so much myself. So, uh, so I would have a lot of success in college by going out with my uglier friends. I really wish Murphy was here to defend himself. You two have probably what can only be described as the old men from the Muppets style banter <laughs> in a relationship. That I, I, it's, it's a shame he's not here to defend himself, but at the same time, I know he's listening somewhere and laughing. So by all means, continue piling yeah, on. Probably, Murphy. He's probably in his messy room, which he hasn't cleaned for a couple of weeks. That's probably where he's listening. <laughs> the lowly bachelor <laughs> path. So, okay. So this is an element of the, uh, shit, Neil Strauss. Is that who wrote the game? I think his name's Neil Strauss, yeah. Yeah. I've never read it, but people will kind of paraphrase, pick and throw things at me from the book. And there is, I think, an ideology based on that that I don't really... That hang out with uglier people. Yeah, you bring yourself up by hanging with those that you consider to be less gifted than i guess to use yeah, your so he's physically less gifted <laughs> gifted than my side it's the only reason i keep him around i was wondering i guess it's a subconscious thing like everybody's always like why are you hanging out with that idiot i'm like no it has no redeeming qualities uh but i guess it's because i feel better about myself i say to myself my life sucks but i look at a guy like him i say it could be worse i could be him <laughs> i guess it makes sense for me growing up yeah i just always felt like there were these mysterious guys my buddy lee my buddy yeah. frank that girls just loved they were like they were mysterious and they were you know dark featured very handsome yeah. and girls and i always felt like like that guy so like, you Shit. were the murphy i, I apparently wow. if to use your scenario murph i love you to pieces <laughs> this is not my scenario but to use your scenario yeah. yes <laughs> i was the murphy we shouldn't let that take off terminology-wise. It's yeah. not fair. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not fair. Gonna be yeah, people, people all over the city. Yeah, <laughs> They're going to be wondering, like, who's the Murphy in this relationship? Am I the Murphy or are you the Murphy? Right. Listen, I'm not going to be your Murphy tonight, all right? Yeah. I'm going out with somebody who's more Murphy than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so we, pedal back. Let's get to just, it doesn't have to be the first, but a time yeah. that you ended up going home with somebody that you... We're kind of like, all right, did the bartender ever help you out? Did somebody ever lend a hand to make you, I don't know, end up built up in a position that maybe you couldn't quite get yourself to? Uh, have I gotten help? Uh, I think it's one of those situations. Like it was a guy in college who I'm hanging out with. He's harassing a girl in an effort to uh, be able to, uh, you know, acquire her services. I just stepped in and I looked I looked normal. Uh, and... Uh, you know, I, I remember bringing the female home, and I didn't anticipate that there was going to be any uh, anybody home because you know how you have the uh, uh, in colleges you all sleep in like a dorm, so a suite like with people. a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what we do is we used to write like out for milkshakes on the uh, little thing uh, on the <laughs> on the whiteboard, and if you were out for a milkshake, that meant don't come in because you're having sexual relations. Uh, and my roommate walked in, and I was 
obviously up on the table. Uh, <laughs> we had a little table, and I was I was having intercourse on the table. I don't know if that's appropriate for the the podcast. Anything but, goes. This is yeah. a no holds barred yeah. podcast. But I was, but I, and I'll also remember that despite being intoxicated, that I noticed that the girl had tattoos all over her stomach. Mm-hmm. So I immediately felt that I was the next day going to get a disease. Uh, because, you know, I just think if you're up in all, all boys, yeah, if, high school, if, if there's tattoos, yeah, if there's tattoos all over the girl's uh, midsection or above, <laughs> you feel like maybe there's some, you know, maybe some issues here. Maybe she's, you know, this isn't the first time she's had uh, sex uh, unprotected. <laughs> so the next day, uh, she was a little too aggressive with me, uh, a little too aggressive with my midsection. So. I was sore. You were tattooed was, the next yeah, day. Yeah, I was sore. I was tattooed, <laughs> to use your terminology. Uh, and it was it didn't feel good. But then the next day, like the following day, two days later, I was having issues even putting, like, pants on because I, I was so beaten up down there. I guess she had she'd gotten a little bit too active with her teeth. Oh, man. Um, so a couple of funny fallouts from this. Uh, one is uh, my sister. Uh, well, I'll go the opposite direction first. First, I, like, called her up and I started, like, you know, what type of disease do you have? Like, so I'm yelling at her, what type of disease do you have? And she's like, none, no, I have no diseases, blah, blah, blah. And I, little did I know then it's probably going to take a little while for the disease to uh, manifest, develop, itself, manif- sure. manifest itself. So you're not going to, like, know that quickly you have a disease. So what I did was, I go, who have you been sleeping with? Oh, I want to know what type of disease do you have? So she gave me the number of the guy who happened to be somebody I knew. So I call up the number and I get the machine. And he goes, you've reached Mr. The machine goes, you've reached Mr. 12 inches. That's his message oh, on his machine. Wow. So I'm thinking she's been sleeping with a guy who calls himself on his voicemail to represent himself, Mr. 12 inches. So this guy's obviously very sexually active. So I'm like, now I've slept with her common denominator. And then this guy gets back and I'm screaming at him and I felt like an idiot. Uh, in retrospect, but he's going up telling this story how I called up and left a message on his machine, uh, you know, <laughs> indicating that, you know, you slept with this girl, you gave her a disease, she gave me a disease, uh, and then I was hypersensitive to the issue back then. So then I'm trying to rectify this, and it hurt for a couple of days. My sister is a nurse, and she was going to Boston College, which is a couple of miles away from, mm-hmm. from Emerson. So I call her up and I explain the situation. I'm having some sensitivity in my penis here. Um, <laughs> you know, how are we going to handle this? What should I do? Uh, meantime, I'm losing like weight because I'm so nervous that I had picked something up. Uh, you know, when you get nervous about something, it, you know, has an effect on your, your appetite. Yeah, absolutely. Just, so I'm, I'm just panicking here. So she comes down to, to where I am, my sister. And I'm like describing, I won't show her my penis, but I'm like describing its look and, and how it feels. And she goes, I don't know what to tell you. I haven't got to this point in my education yet. <laughs> we haven't but, dealt with you know, penis we haven't, we haven't dealt with this yet. So we, we go to a doctor and I explain to the doctor what took place. And the doctor examines the penis. Uh, and uh, the doctor said that, uh, you know, you got, uh, you, they essentially laughed at my face. They're like, you're overreacting. You just had a session, a rough session. Oh, that was so, it? Yeah, just a rough session. A little bit of an abrasion, like too uh, much of a dry yeah, abrasion. Prior yeah, to? exactly. Oh, yeah. So man. it's funny because I always talk about like my sister going to like the ends of the world for me. We have a very tight relationship, obviously. Uh, so uh, at her wedding, I like referenced the story, so only she would get it in mm-hmm. front of a large group of people. And I looked at her face as I was saying it. She thought I was going to actually, because I'm like just to describe how close I am to my sister. Uh, I had an incident uh, while in college. 
Uh, and I called her up and I said, Tara, listen, we've got a problem here. Uh, and she thought I was going to give the details in front of the entire uh, entire wedding celebration. I didn't go there, but... You could. I could have if you I could, wanted to. As you could, as you. If I wanted I, to humiliate her, yes. But, but not even like, oh yeah, I could have if I wanted to, but as Justin Termini yeah. and how I know the yeah. man himself, like that's something that could totally be expected from you. Like, oh yeah. no, he's going to do this. Yeah, I think, later, totally in, I think later in life it's a direction you could go, but at this point there's still too much on the line. Like when I'm <laughs> ready to give up in a couple of years, maybe I would throw that out there. At a wedding anniversary, maybe I'll say it. So that's, all right, cool. That's an interesting, I actually have a similar experience in college where I just had a bump, yeah. bump, bump on the junk. Yeah. And I was like, bump on the junk. Yeah. And they started freaking out. And, and I ran to the nurse and I kind of like pushed people aside yeah. to get in the front the of the line. Nurse. The school yeah. nurse yeah. in college. Yeah. And I got into the office, dropped my pants. This woman's probably like 75. Yeah, 75. And I pointed at it with a tear in yeah. my eye and just said, yeah. what is it? Yeah. What is it? She just said, it's an ingrown hair. Pull up your pants. You had an ingrown hair on in the tip? Well, I was manscaping. No, yeah. not on the tip. Nothing, thank God, ever on yeah. the tip. So it was just like more towards the shaft? It or was the on the, you know, the groin area. The groin area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. by where I'd been yeah. shaving. And yeah. I just, yeah. See, I wasn't even familiar that I should be shaving up until after college. Like, I would have, I would actually go in there with a full nest i guess you went for it yeah i didn't realize that you were supposed to do it i'm a like the woman is supposed don't. to but well that's the thing man i'm kind of a tit for tat yeah. kind of guy yeah. i if i'm going down there yeah. I, I i would prefer to be yeah. kind of something i don't yeah. have to be flossing yeah. on then the first time i actually did shave i ended up cutting my ball sack you cut and there was sa- a, I a lot of blood because i didn't know like, what lot? i was doing Wait, wh- it was a good amount it was you, like burning it was were you using and... uh clippers or did you go Oh, no, I use like the Bic. You bick yeah, the balls? I bick. Now I no longer bick. Don't bick uh, the balls. But I bicked then, and I just remember like later on in the evening, I could have had intercourse with this girl because I did it before the first date, uh, and I feel like I could have had intercourse, but I held back I didn't because I, I was nervous you, about yeah. the blood. Yeah. yeah, so listening audience at home, if, if you're not manscaping, and this is an educational podcast in a lot of ways, um, if you're going to trim the nests, don't pick the balls. Yeah, and also just... Another advisory, like I did, like you know, above. What do you call that thing above? Just the groin, right? The groin, like yeah, above. It. Like, yeah, where right it all lies. Yeah. So like anyway, the, the crotch, crotch is yeah, a the terrible crotch, word. Like right about it's the kind penis. of funny. But, but... Uh, anyway, like I was shaving there uh, one time, and I did it electrically then. Mm-hmm. But then, like you get the little like incisions, like you know, it's yeah. not cut, but it's like you get like it opens up the pores. It's too much. You just yeah. need clippers. No, which I don't even mind. Like, but what I'm saying is, you do that a couple of days in advance of any type of relations, because if you do that, you know, the day of, and then you've got abrasions there if you're sleeping with a girl who's tattooed in the midsection. Yeah, tattooed in the mid. Yeah. You know, she's got a little, you know, perhaps a disease. <laughs> like it just, it you can get some stuff in there. So did you, you ever catch anything? Your... Have you actually legitimately caught anything? I would hope not. I mean, with the limited amount of intercourse okay. I've had, that you would hope that I wouldn't have anything. And now, I, to be honest with you, the closest, like, the most nervous I ever got outside of that first incident was, uh-huh. this was actually just very recently. Uh, I don't even know if I told you this, when I had uh, a hangnail on my no, finger. No, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, so I had a hangnail on my finger, and I tried to tuck it underneath because it was, like, sticking out. And I was, again, going, this was via Tinder. I was going out on a Tinder date, uh, and... This was out in Los Angeles, California, so maybe a couple of weeks ago, about a month, yeah, February, back in February, so two, three months ago, uh, and I was going out for the first time, and I figured maybe there's going to be, you know, maybe I'm going to finger this girl. Uh, so the <laughs> I didn't nail, know where this was going. Now no, I know. so the nail now I know. was like sticking out. Oh, so no. I stuck it underneath my, like I tried to 
clean it up a little because I didn't want to like cut her with it, but I couldn't like rip it off. So I stuck it underneath the nail. So then a couple of like a week later, it the nail grew into the side of my finger. And oh. it turned green. It swelled up, turned green. I had to go to the doctor. They said I almost lost the finger. Um, Seriously? Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself that I caught some type of STD through my finger. I had protected my my midsection. I had put a you know a <laughs> prophylactic on top of my midsection, but I didn't put anything on my finger. I didn't put like a glove on. No. So I'm gotta... thinking I might have picked up a disease through my finger when I was so you know overly protective of my penis. I think you put too much stock on what you consider to be an appearance that isn't of the level of the Shibleys of the world and not enough stock in the fact that your idiosyncrasies could be what may prevent you from more intercourse. Well, no, I don't think it prevents me from intercourse. I think it's like a long-term relationship. I think it gets in the way of a long-term relationship, but I can hide the idiosyncrasies. Uh, I can't do that word. I can't hide my inability to say that word. I can hide that stuff for like a day or two. Like I can have a one-night stand based off... Based off just my looks, you know, and my ability to. Well, what do you speak. think about that? I think that's a really good conversation because personally, I don't enjoy one night stands. I never yeah. have. It's just not my thing. And and being sexually yeah. active, even if I'm not looking for a relationship, I end up in many relationships yeah. because I don't enjoy just a, a one and gone kind of. Well, scenario. neither do I. Like my preference would be they come back. It's not up to me. Most okay. of the time, no, no, it's no, like no, this guy did not perform well enough for me to come back for more. <laughs> That's had, what makes it a one night stand. I've had <laughs> one of those. I've had one of those. Or I'm just. Kidding. I've had multiple oh. ones. So. Oh, oh man, I, I wish you'd come back. I'm sorry. Yeah. Give me another chance. Yeah, no, with me, it's that's most of them. When they do come back, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this girl? You want, you want this again? <laughs> Instantly yeah. judged. Yeah, exactly. That now way. she's got problems. She came back for a second, uh, a second round. I think that's a Woody Allen quote. I'd never want to be the member of a club that would have me. Paraphrase. Yeah, no, that, like it that. sounds about right. Anybody that have wants me, me it's disgusting. Exactly. What, uh, Groucho? Oh. The man they call H. Swing it in with a fact check. Appreciate it. Thanks. So, uh, all right. Now I know where you stand on that. And it's interesting because there are a lot of people out there, and I'm sure we'll have some in that are kind of like, man, I just did one night things. I just like the one night. I have a friend back home who gave me the keys to his apartment. And when I moved here, I stayed in his place while he was out of town for a month. And he loved, he reveled in the one night stand. Yeah. Just not my thing. No, I, I prefer, again, I prefer not, but it's mostly their choice. I And I find it easier to get, like, into it if it's multiple, you know, multiple sessions. Sure, yeah, the intimacy emotion, Yeah, an emotional connection. Yeah. I find that, you know, it gets a little harder. I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that. <laughs> so we're going to jump off, take a quick break, yeah. and we're going to come back and uh, do what we can to... show what a great guy Murphy is and get some more real tales, maybe from a bar side with Justin Termini. Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest, Justin Termini, on Sirius NBA Radio, Monday through Friday, daily, from 4 to 7. His show's called NBA Today. Give a listen. It's year-round, great content. The NBA has really turned itself into a year-round sport, whether you're just dealing with gossip and rumors, with trades, with regular season games, which debatably matter or don't playoffs, championships, it's all there. Great content, great times with Termini on NBA Today, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7. Check it out. 
All right, cool. And we're back with Justin Termini. Now, now, Justin, we've we've talked a lot about Tom Murphy, and I think the story that you told me a few weeks ago to illustrate what a wonderful friend and oh, an amazing yes. person he is needs to be told. Let's bring it back. Well, that's that's about as humiliating as it can get. Now, this is the second time it's actually happened in my life. Uh, so I'm running in Central Park, uh, and it's about low 40s. Uh, this is in February. Uh, it's been a very bad winter. So it's low 40s. I'm in shorts uh, with the spandex underneath, you know, like the spandex type of underwear sure. that runners generally wear. Uh, so I go out for a run. This is about uh, four or five hours prior to my prior to my radio show, which I host on Sirius XM uh, NBA radio. So I'm out for my run. Uh, and about halfway through my run, I'm running in Central Park, which is like six miles around. It's circular. Halfway through my run, I begin to feel like my stomach is not well. Uh, but I'm like already in the middle of the run. I'm halfway back. So I, if I turn around, I'm not going to it's not going to be any faster. So I say, all right, I think I can hold it. I'm a 37 at the time, 36 year old man. I should have some self-control here. So I continue to run. Uh, I get about five miles through the six mile run. And I say, well, this is not going to work out. So I have to, I have to slow down. I pause, and I think if I walk, maybe this will help me hold in the, uh, the oncoming, uh, shit. Uh, it, uh, it does not. So I, I say, all right, maybe I'm going to have to sit down here. Maybe that'll, this will dissipate this feeling. Uh, it does not dissipate. Uh, so I come to the decision that. Uh, I'm going to have to go in my pants here. I'm going to have to have to shit my pants. Uh, so I find a little area, and there's still a lot of people. It's amazing. It's, you know, low 40s, still a ton of people out in Central Park. It's a popular so, place. So yeah. I take the shit, uh, and, <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, it's just and when you when like when you have a shit like that like you can't hold in it's not like a fucking turd little turd excuse my language not a little turd that comes out I and mean, it's a it's an avalanche of uh, of shit <laughs> so I shit myself uh, and I sit there for about five minutes I'm going you really got yourself in a predicament this time uh, and I'm thinking all right I'm wearing spandex like the tight shorts underneath maybe it'll hold it in if I get up and walk maybe it'll hold it in. Uh, does not work. Uh, the shit falls uh, out of my shorts almost immediately down my leg. There's a couple there. The, the couple sees it, makes eye contact with me. Quite humiliating. Uh, so I scamper off into the woods. And if you've ever been to Central Park, there's not much, you know, wood, there's areas where there's a, it's a little wooded, but there's still people all around. Sure, yeah. So I find like a little island. There's probably 20 feet in each direction. And I sit down in the middle of the uh, the island about 20 feet on each side protecting me in the woods and again it's freezing cold it's low 40s temperature continuing to drop by the hour uh, so I'm thinking to myself how do I get myself out of this and what does any man do who has a massive issue on their hands they call mom so I called my mother and I said ma you're not going to believe it but uh, I've happened to shit my pants in the middle of Central Park uh, what do you suggest she said why don't you uh she goes, oh, boy, what have you done? Uh, what have you done? Uh, she says, eh, is there any way that maybe you can call an Uber, explain the situation to them? I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to fly. Uh, you know, plus, I've got to get out of the Central Park. There's, Uber's not coming into Central Park. And there's just too many. Like, I'm surrounded um, by people. Uh, so I go, that's not going to work. Uh, all right, I'm going to have to mull this over. She says, do you have any friends? I've got a limited amount. I've burned a lot of bridges here in the city. Uh, you're lucky, Matthew. You didn't get a call. I was expecting so one after this. I, I called one buddy. Uh, no no pickup. Thank God for him. He lucked out. I called the second one. Tom was number two on the speed dial. Uh, 
Tom goes, oh boy, wow, that's something. Uh, <laughs> Tom lives in Tom lives in Queens. I'm in I'm in Manhattan. <laughs> Here I am ripping a guy who did me a favor, got me out of a shitty situation. Literally, pun intended. Yeah, yeah. and you know, I'm ripping him at the beginning of the show. Uh, so Tom forgoes work. He skips work, comes in with clothes, a bunch of clothes, uh, some paper towels, and uh, a big thing of water. Uh, and uh, uh, he comes in to save the day, but it took him about an hour and 45 minutes to arrive. <laughs> so I'm sitting in the middle of the woods, covered in shit, which is hardening by the minute. Like, you know, when you get crap there, it's hardening by the minute. Um, I'm not going to get laid by any of your listeners, obviously. So that's that's gone. That's out the window with this story. But uh, so along comes Tom, an hour and 45 minutes later. Meanwhile, people are like looking and what's going on in there, etc. And I'm freezing. Like, by the time Tom got there, my biggest issue is not that I'm covered in my own feces. It's that I've got hypothermia here. Uh, so Tom gets there. He walks in. He drops off the bag. And, you know, he's standing there. And like, Tom, you can walk away. You don't have to be associated with this. Uh, so, you know, he walks about 45 feet away and just mulls over the situation while I change and I attempt to scrape the crap off of the water. But even the water wasn't enough to to get it off because it was so hardened. Um, so I take the clothes he gave me, and Tom's a little heavier, so his clothes are bigger. So I just put his clothes over mine. Uh, and uh, I was able to, you know, I couldn't get rid of my clothes, discard them, because I couldn't get naked in the woods. There was not enough cover. So I put his clothes over mine. I'm covered in just, again, my own feces. And I walk out, uh, thank Tom. Tom, for some reason, walks with me about 15, 20 minutes out of the park, despite me smelling, as you would imagine. Uh, and I, I walk all the way back to my place, and I just got back in time for my show. And this is not a story I'm embarrassed by. I shared it with our national audience later that day. But Tayo Tama, a big favor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely. I, I, I bought him a drink. You right? bought him a drink. Yeah, you go. This next round's on me, Tom. Yeah, exactly. It's priceless. And this is, I feel like this has turned into the, the Tom Murphy tribute episode. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. The look man, him up. The, if, if there are females out there, look him up on Facebook. I'm telling you, uh, he's, you know, he's good enough for, <laughs> you know, a round or two. Of, the the of, thing is, I feel so like his good attorney, enough, yeah. it's like, listen, my, my client, yeah. Tom Murphy, is not yeah. a bigger guy. You're not going to You're a skinny motherfucker, no. motherfucker. No. I'm, no, I'm, I'm skinny. Yeah. Murphy's like a yeah. normally, like. Yeah. Murphy's almost normal. Like yeah, Murphy's <laughs> almost normal. Little his clothes, any goody woods, court's clothes would hang on you. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's a nice outfit. Maybe I'll purposely shit in my pants so Court has to hand them over. Court, give me your clothes. I just shit myself. So you and Murphy, yeah. in your go-rounds and in your uh, exploits of New York City, just all the madness that you two create and participate yeah. in, the man has the kindest heart on the planet. He does. You're obviously a curmudgeon. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. What it's a pairing. What a pairing. Um, give me a bar story. So you guys out, something crazy going on like that you witnessed, that you were a part of, All that right, you I, participated I, yeah, in? I've got a couple of them. Uh, one uh, crazy uh, out in Las Vegas, uh, one, and this is now something that happens on the regular. Uh, we're out in Las Vegas, uh, myself and a, and a college buddy, uh, and you know, I'm not huge. I'm 6'1". He played basketball. He's a little bigger. He's about 6'5". Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we get into a dispute with a couple of other gentlemen over some females who we had been entertaining for a majority of the evening and they step in and they they start to uh showcase their their bravado their manhood 
try and speak down to us. And we're not going to get into a physical altercation. There's too much on the line for me career-wise. And where are you in Vegas? Uh, like, are you, a, we are at, a, I believe, a, a Caesar's bar, Palace. A Caesar's, Caesar's okay, cool. Palace at a, a bar, slash, bar slash club. So my buddy says, enough of this. We're not going to be walked over like this. Follow me to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. I say, all right, I don't know what's going on here, but I follow him to the bathroom. Uh, and he says, grab some paper towels. And, you know, we've had a couple of beverages here, so it's easy to produce, uh, you know, urine. Uh, he says, piss on the paper towels. I say, well, you know, at that point, I, again, I was inebriated. I didn't necessarily ask why. I just did as, did as told. Uh, so we both urinate on paper towels. Uh, we walk back out to the establishment, and we've got the paper towels in hand. He throws the paper towel at the guy, a couple of, of his urine, uh, misses him. You know, oh, misses no. him with the paper towels. He hit anybody else? Uh, I don't. I don't recall at the time, <laughs> but again, he missed the target. So that's not even the the most disgusting aspect of this. At that, I'm stunned because he didn't tell me what we were doing with them. I guess I had an idea. I walked back out into public with, you know, two fistfuls of paper towels covered in my own uh, urine. Uh, so he takes the. Then he goes, "Give me yours." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, I just urinated. This is my urine. You want my urine on your? He goes, Yes. Give me your, your, your yes. What would later become known as urine balls, uh, and he takes the the urine ball and throws it. And sure enough, he struck the kid uh, in the head with the with the urine ball, uh, and that created the situation, a defense mechanism from there on out. That if you get into an altercation, uh, that would be the go-to. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you something. Some people realize they've been hit buy something from, you know, one of us, uh, and they'll question us. They'll go, what the hell is that? They'll get ticked off. And you could be, it's amazing, you could be honest with them and say, that was urine on that. And they don't believe it. They go, no. They, yeah, okay, buddy. They just think it's water. None of them buy that you would actually go back. And, None of them. This adult. is a go-to. Yeah, as, as an adult. adult right? I'll tell you, so, you know, because you get the upper hand. I mean, you may get struck at some point, and thank God I have not. But uh, at least you don't have to look back 10 years from now and say, I got somebody else's urine thrown in my face. Well, back at Caesars, what the fuck happened? What did they do? How did uh, they react to it? Yeah, I mean, again, they I think they just felt it was water. <laughs> Initially, because I guess it happened multiple times, they just felt like, where did this come from? Um, but, they didn't yeah. know that you had thrown it. No, they it. didn't know. Oh, so yeah, it was one yeah. of those, you're turning around and whistling after you throw yeah, it exactly. kind of a deal? Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. But there have been times when you've been <laughs> caught in the act of actually doing it. <laughs> Because I'm not going to get into a fist fight. Well, that's the thing. We are... Now, I guess that could lead to one, but... You certainly have more to lose at this point than I do because where I'm at, it's just anything could happen for me on any given yeah. day. But you actually have what I'm looking to have happen already. Yeah. So, in either case, you don't want to get into it with dumb motherfuckers at a bar. You really don't. Like, I had, course, a, yeah. I had a situation a couple weeks ago, and it was the first time it's ever happened to me, yeah. where there was a fight, a huge fight that broke out yeah. right in front of me, and I did nothing. And it was hilarious. Well, I mean, but to you me, shouldn't, you shouldn't do anything. I have like such a, a, a defense mechanism to protect my yeah. territory. Yeah. I'm very territorial. Yeah, protect yourself, but I mean, you it, can't be throwing yourself in the middle of something that's going to cost you. Regardless, yeah. I do. Yeah. I, exactly. Yeah. You're right. A hundred percent. I can't, I can't be doing that shit, but I always have. It's just think later, yeah. act first, yeah. jump in the fucking fray and get yeah. in the thick of it. And whether it makes sense or not. And I just sat there, I was washing a fruit tray with a yeah. rag and I saw it happen and I just started laughing. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I mean, it's gotta be kind of interesting. I don't really right? give yeah. a shit.
Did anybody from the bar try and break it up? Well, <laughs> just everybody. We had a bunch of regulars tried to do it, and yeah. I was like, you know, like figure it out, guys. Yeah. Somebody knock somebody else out. You know, yeah. it's just not my issue. Yeah, I'll drag we, the body after, but I'm not gonna. Yeah, the I'm owner could have paid yeah. for a bouncer. It was a four-hour yeah. open bar. Yeah. I'm sure he made plenty of money to yeah. throw two hundred dollars yeah. at yeah. a I mean, guy that's twice my size. To, right? I mean, they're, not they're my job to be a bouncer and the no, bartender. Not my job. We did have a we did have a waiter come out with a he grabbed the soda gun. And if you've ever yeah. operated a soda gun, when you hit the button, it kind of just drips out sadly. Yeah. There's no real pressure behind it. Yeah. And you have to stick your finger in the hole it comes out of to make it spray. Of course, yeah. And he's a waiter. He doesn't use these yeah. things all that often. So he just hit the button and sadly tried. <laughs> and they only, there's only so much distance on the cord that yeah. it's attached to. Yeah. He's doing literally nothing. I'm laughing at him now. I'm laughing at the fight. Yeah. The guy's nose was broken. The bathroom oh was God. filled with blood. I think I talked about this with my buddy Tim on another episode, but it's yeah. just, it's Were too funny. Cheering? No, you know, you girls shrieking. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, to me, it's just a morbid comedy. Yeah. I, I don't know you. If it was a friend of mine, <laughs> yeah. I'm in it. Now I'm yeah. in it. Oh, well, of course. Something to lose or, or not. At least make it I'm look like it. you're in it. <laughs> That's what I would do. Well, it was funny. Actually, I went to the end of the bar and I grabbed yeah. some napkins and yeah. I just started pissing on them. Really? No. But I mean, I was, if I, you I, were a bartender, yeah. I think that might be your go-to. Yeah. Although right? if I was a bartender, I wouldn't be drinking, so I'm not sure if I could produce. You're not sure that, at that level of you know, you'd have liquid to go, needed. You'd have to go for a brisk jog back and forth behind the yeah. bar to get your bowels <laughs> yeah, exactly. going. Exactly. In order to work Shut a product, <laughs> you know, get a product to to throw at them. <laughs> oh my Is the bartender God. throwing feces at its patrons? I've thought about it. Don't get me wrong, man. I'm like, I just feel like a caged monkey right now. Yeah. That's a guy I'd love to shit in my hand and throw yeah. it directly at him. But, you know. Well, they should allow you like one a, one a week or something. Yeah, we're a one civilization. A this is a society. Yeah. We're people. We're not Give them one a week. Apes. I, I yeah. agree, but I'm right trying to talk con- myself out of it. Contracts up. Write that into the contract. <laughs> Listen, I get one a week. Yeah. I get to throw feces once a week. That's it. It's going to land on Yelp. Yeah. Bet your your last. Hey, dollar. you already get criticized on Yelp for, I do. for oh minor stuff. I mean, and if you do that, nobody's you got two effects. One, nobody's going to buy it. You think they're going to believe that? The, hey, the bartender uh, down at two doors is throwing shit at people. <laughs> they're not going to buy that. And then number two, if they do buy it, like if I saw that, hey, you got a bartender who's regularly throwing crap at customers who step out of line. I'd be down there in a heartbeat. You turn up to, to see watch it. it. You turn yeah, up to exactly. see that. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll mind my own business. I'll be sure not to step out of line. God forbid I'm the one that's struck by it, but I'm going to wait there and I'm going to, I'm probably going to bring my friends and try and get them to act up. Right. And if anybody is acting up, you move far away from them. You don't want any residual effects. No. You don't want to be the guy that hits after you miss. Exactly. Just the uh, innocent bystander who gets struck. Oh, good God, man. So what else? You got anything else going down? Any other stories you want to regalous with Well, tales. how would you handle like a situation like this? So this is something that uh, back in college we used to do all the time, and this would include one of your buddies as well, but you know, and Ryan Shibley, who we previously mentioned. Shibley. Uh, Comedian turned actor turned policeman. Turned cop. So now he's got to take care of people who are behaving mm-hmm. like this, so I'm not sure if I would do this type of stuff in his presence. I wonder how he would react and handle a, a, a situation where you got people uh, throwing urine at each other. I don't know, does he take out the, the billy club? Does he take out the gun? Like, how does he handle that? Uh, does he just walk away, say, I want nothing to do with this because he's a coward uh but um <laughs> back in college this is something that we used to do with a group of a group of friends uh we would go into a bar and then one guy would drop his pants uh so and it would take like forever for people to notice so you'd, e- you'd either do this with your top like take your shirt off 
or you drop your pants. So let's use the let's use the pants example. It's better mm -hmm. and it happened more often. We'll take our shirts off. One guy will take his shirt off and the bouncer will come up and go, buddy, what's going on here? You gotta gotta put your shirt back on. And then I would go like, let's say I was the first one to take my shirt off. I would go, oh, I am so sorry. I didn't know. Uh, I'll put the shirt right back on. Mm -hmm. um, then as you're putting your shirt back on, the next guy takes his shirt off. The bouncer goes to him and he says, uh, listen, what the, what the hell are you doing? Like, put your shirt back on. And that guy goes, oh, I didn't know. I apologize. My mistake. I'm sincerely sorry. And then you just do that with like eight or nine guys. So right after you put the shirt back on, but you're very, you're super nice to the guy. And he doesn't know how to handle it because it's about eight or nine guys taking their shirt off one right after another. Uh, and then you're acting nice. You're acting polite. And you do the same thing with the pants. They don't throw you out. It's amazing. I would. You, yeah. I would. Yeah. I just, I got no Never time. Never been thrown out doing that. It's so like, I, I, I direct anybody that wants to dance with that shit right over to Second Avenue. Yeah. We're on third, man. There's not much What's on third. What's the name of the place on Second Avenue? Any place. Oh, any like, place. Just go to really? Second. Get the All hell right, off my Avenue. Second. I you know, it's second, like, it's like, I like go to ahead, take the shirt guys. Off. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, go, and it's just, I, I appreciate a good gag as yeah. much as anybody when I'm not the one that's kind of in charge. I don't like yeah. being the bad guy. Yeah. So don't make me yeah. the fucking bad guy. Now, you're a, you're a New England fan. Like, the guy oh, yeah. who always, like, out of any athlete, the one I would want to party with is Gronkowski. It seems like he always yeah. has Have you met him? I have not met him. I met him at Strega. Yeah, I met him at Strega. He was out one night. What's and Strega? I was. Um, it's a place in, well, it started in the North End. I yeah. saw him at okay. the one on the waterfront in yeah. Southie. And it was cool. It was like, hey, man. Yeah. He's, like, oh. <laughs> He's drinking <laughs> and having to get these fucking yeah, look, huge. Yeah, He's like an inch yeah. taller than me. Yeah. And twice my weight. Yeah. Just huge. Yeah. And just the big friendly giant yeah. smile. It's exactly who you see on yeah. TV. When you see him yeah, out, he looks like he'd be a lot of fun. And I partied with his girlfriend out in LA, or his ex, or whatever, in a group setting uh, for a Pat's playoff yeah. game. She's gorgeous, Sports Illustrated model. She was pretty oh, cool too. Camille. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. From Killingworth, my town. My oh, is town. she really? Very small town. Yeah. Yeah, she was cool, and yeah. we ran into her again in, at Beverly Hills yeah. at um at some cafe, and like yeah. there's like ten of us there. It's just really bizarre, yeah. but it was cool. I like LA culture. I think you have an opportunity to do that a little bit more often. Yeah, I'm, I was and, just out there in February, like I said. It's so much better than here. You're like, I'm, uh, I go out there, you're happy. Here, I it know. sucks. I, I love New York, but I'm just so down on the what attitude. What do you like about it? Give me one thing. I love the fact that it's on top of itself. You can walk. The energy is just yeah, so walking fucking frenetic. Walking is the frenetic. only good part about it, but you can't walk. You can walk maybe three months out of the year. The rest of the time, it's freezing. It's April. What we're we're doing this in the middle of April. It's freezing outside. Today. It is. No, I'm wearing it's cold a winter as coat and a ball cap. A winter ball cap. I'm wearing a denim jacket and a t-shirt, yeah. and I'm feeling ridiculous. Yeah. You can walk cold. outside in L.A. on December fifteenth, February fifteenth, January fifteenth, and enjoy yourself. Here you you're stuck inside. All it's depressing. It is. It's it's depressing. bad. It's a bad scene. It's gross. Well, before we get out of here, let's talk just real quick NBA yeah. postseason. What do you got? Who do you take? First round. Who do you got? Who's coming out? Well, for all the first rounds? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, you're going to have to give me the series here. So right? I got. let's start with Boston, Indiana. Why not? Uh, Boston. Well, Boston doesn't play Indiana, so that's a difficult one. Oh, shit. Boston, yeah. Boston, Milwaukee. Sorry. Boston, Milwaukee. Uh, I, you know, Boston's better coached, uh, mm -hmm. but the talent level just with everybody going down. With like, I, I would give them a legitimate shot to make it to the finals this year because of Cleveland's defense. Uh, Philadelphia's a little young. Toronto is not mentally tough. But to do it without Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, Marcus Smart's too much to ask. Milwaukee's the perfect matchup for him because Milwaukee is just uh, poorly run. The culture is horrific. Yeah. Uh, they've been inconsistent. But I still think based off talent, Milwaukee should win. 
I think Giannis is another year away. I, I, I and I know that's a common yeah. thought. I, I agree with it. He'll get some top five MVP votes. But. Yeah, it depends. I think it really depends on what the kids can do. If Rozier, Brown, and Tatum, because you know what you're going to get from Marcus yeah. Morris and Al Horford. Yeah. But if those three guys can really step up, yeah, experience is a, you know a big factor. So I think so Tatum, but... Jalen Brown. Rozier don't necessarily have it. They don't, and that but that kind of brings us to the the Philly Miami series. Yeah. Philly, uh, they don't have the experience, but no. they are so much fun to the, watch. Yeah, no, they're the most fun team to watch in the NBA. It's hard to say. Like I'm a Celtic fan, as are you. Yeah, and still, like I find myself pulling for Philadelphia. I totally do. Yeah, that's sacrilege, uh, based off the fact that historically that's the second biggest rivalry in the sport. Like you're supposed to hate the Sixers. You are, but I'm too but, young for it, yeah, and I'm grateful yeah, I am. Yeah, and uh, but. You know, and as good as Simmons is, like in Simmons is the the style he plays is just phenomenal. I mean, it's yeah. close. I like everybody compares LeBron to Magic. Mm-hmm. He's a different type of player. Ben Simmons is the same exact type of player as Magic Johnson. Yeah. I mean, he's a mirror image. I don't know if he's ever going to be as good, but he is a mirror image. Uh, he's got the ability to, you know, be a great one. Uh, but the reason that I find them to be appealing is Joel Embiid is just, and I can tell you just from speaking to him several times one-on-one, mm-hmm. he is the best personality in the sport by far. And the guy didn't even speak English up until he was like, what, 16, 17? Uh, he's 24 right now, and he still commands the humor of this country better than any other athlete that I've ever talk to he's him. amazing yeah. yeah he really so is fun. joy I, I i just yeah. i'm a fan i yeah. dig philly i, agree. I really yeah. do dig philly the rest of the east toronto washington uh, you can't be a washington believer right no i mean you can't be a toronto no believer you can, but either, in the first but, round yeah. it's just they've had so yeah. much discord no. in the yeah oh, of course i mean and you know all they like to do is talk it's yeah. it's we're the best team in the east we're the best backcourt cleveland tried to avoid a slash and they never back it up uh they come up small in big spots you know the funeral stuff with the celtics last year then you get good john wall goes over 11 in game seven his last 11 shots yeah. uh, in game seven i mean come on uh, they never back up the talk toronto always underperforms in the postseason mm-hmm. uh, but they should be able to get by Washington uh, and then I think when they see LeBron they're going to cower and, and they'll lose even though Cleveland's not that good. They're not but you got them over Indy right? Yeah I've got them going all the way to the finals unfortunately again I mean the conference is a disaster. It really is it, it, it is and it isn't like because nobody can really contend but it's exciting and I think they're all on yeah. the same yeah. talent Yeah tier. if Boston was healthy this year they'd, they'd roll Yeah, I think they'd, they'd roll. get through the East. Absolutely yeah. without question because yeah. Cleveland is a disaster even with LeBron. Now the West seems kind of like a layup for me. Do you have any upsets in that in the uh, first round? In the in the first, well, the I first feel like round, OKC are tight. Utah, like, right? Yeah, that's I mean, the okay, only so series. That's, uh, and I'm unfortunately like they're meeting in the first round because yeah. I like to see them both go to the second round. I, I really like both those teams. I love Russell Westbrook, but Utah, I picked them to beat OKC. They're 29 and six in their last 35 games, second best record in the NBA since the end of January. Uh, that's a long period of time. Their defense is amazing. Rudy Gobert is the best defensive player in the NBA by far. Uh, so uh, I picked them to get out of that first round series, and I could see them giving a couple of issues to Houston in the second round. Uh, as far as Golden State San Antonio, I, I, you know, I called this one. Uh, this is a uh, this is a four game sweep for totally. Golden State, even without Steph Curry. Now yeah. they need Golden they need Steph Curry to win the championship. They do not need them to get by a just beat up San Antonio team. I think San Antonio uh, is the worst team in the uh, uh, in the in the playoffs this year. I do too. Yeah. I really do. It just seems like they they don't really know who they are anymore. It's Aldridge and it's nobody else on the yeah. roster. Yeah, and it's it's sad. I like uh if Donovan Mitchell can step up for Utah, you're looking at I'll take Quinn Snyder over Billy Donovan any day. Yeah, I have Quinn as my as my coach of the year. Do you really? Quinn Snyder followed by Brad Stevens. That was a difficult decision. Yeah. Uh, but those two neck and neck. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So 
overall, you're looking at Golden State or Houston? No, in the you're looking at Golden State. And as long as Curry's healthy, it's Golden State and Cleveland. You're going back to that. Again, I'd like to see something different, and, yeah. and then it's easily Golden State in the final. I kind of have. I mean, I think Chris Paul could change this, but I yeah. feel like Houston is the West's version of Toronto, where they just don't yeah, have. No, D'Antoni has come up small and you know throughout his postseason career. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact he's a great head coach during the regular season, same thing with James Harden. I mean, we see year in year out. Yeah. Uh, great performances. And Chris Paul as well can't get out of the second round. It's true. Uh, so I think they got enough to get out of the second round this year, but I still think Golden State takes. If they go all the way, it's got to be because of Capella's growth. Oh yeah, you know I voted most improved player. Did you uh, gave it to him? him? No, I had him two. Over Oladipo, Oladipo, Oladipo okay. one, uh, Clint Capella two, Julius Randle three. Nice, yeah. Carrier Randall's been a surprise. Outside looking in, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, all right, man. We've covered your areas of expertise yeah. from the NBA to fecal matter yeah. to sexual relations, yeah. and uncomfortable situations. Yeah. It's been a fucking joy. Oh, it's been fantastic. It's always great to see you. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely. I'm going to go hang out with Tom Murphy now, uh, and that should guarantee me sex later this evening. Not from Tom, of course, just from any woman that walks by and says, that guy looks like Tom Cruise, you know, standing next to that blonde crap. <laughs> Murphy, we all love you here, and we all have your back. I second that. <laughs> Thanks again, everybody, for listening in. And uh, to our sponsors <clears throat> that we don't have, thank you um, for everything. And we'll catch you guys in two weeks on another episode of Real Tales from the Bar Side. Be good. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Real Tales from the Bar Side. Be sure to tip your bartenders and tip us by subscribing, liking, leaving us a review. That stuff helps like hell, and we really appreciate it. So. Thank you again. Hope you enjoyed yourself, and we'll catch you next week.